Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, using big data to improve everyday life. We pioneered the public-private partnership, particularly when it comes to data. I mean, this was not a given 15, 20 years ago when the company started. Uh, in those days, uh, the National Weather Service operated their own sensor networks and collected their own data. Connecting the devices in your home, gathering the data, and doing something with it is the focus of a growing number of entrepreneurs here in the D.C. region. An individual who's been, at, well, basically the head of that trend for many years is Bob Marshall. He's CEO of Earth Networks. Bob, thanks for taking the time. Oh, it's great to be here. Well, let's just begin with what is Earth Networks doing? Earth Networks is, is fundamentally a big data company. So we are about connecting sensors to the Internet and collecting massive amounts of data and turning it into intelligence. And, you know, our heritage has been uh, operating the largest weather sensor network in the world. And we've been doing that for 20 years. And we've expanded from there uh, and continued to add different sensors to our network. So we're collecting data from weather sensors. Now we're collecting data from cameras. We have the world's most advanced lightning detection network. And now we've taken that data and turned it into intelligence for the home. And we're collecting data from the Internet of Things in the home and connected home sensors as well. Well, people, when they hear collecting data, will start to get stressed out in the current yeah. political environment right. in particular. What, what are the advantages of collecting large amounts of, say, weather data or lightning strike data? Why does it, why does it matter? Yeah, I mean, data is the, is the key to prediction at the end of the day. I think any scientist, any meteorologist will tell you that more data allows them as individuals or the computer models to make better predictions. So when it comes to that weather forecast, you know, for the next few hours and even going out for the next week or two, the more data, the better data that goes into those models, the better that prediction is going to be. So when it comes to the storm warning, it's been lots of severe weather over the last uh, week or two, tornadoes around the country. And obviously, early warning for those kind of things is critically important to keep people safe and, and save lives. And uh, at the end of the day, those, those warnings get better with better data. So we are one of the leading providers of data uh, to NOAA and the National Weather Service through a unique public-private partnership. So big data is better intelligence and better forecasts and predictions. You touched on that. Let, let's expand on that a little bit. This concept of public-private partnership, a private company working with yeah. government. That, that's one of the hallmarks, I think, of D.C. entrepreneurship. How did this come about, and, and how did it help you grow your business? Yeah, I think we're in a very unique situation where I think we pioneered the public-private partnership, particularly when it comes to data. I mean, this was not a given uh, 15, 20 years ago when the company started. Uh, in those days, uh, the National Weather Service operated their own sensor networks and collected their own data, uh, but always had a desire for more data because more data is better forecasts and predictions. Uh, and, you know, we were establishing a private network uh, that is now the largest network of weather stations in the world. And, you know, they, you know, in the early days weren't necessarily that comfortable with the idea of, of collecting data from a private company. But when you look at it now, it's not only do they collect data from us, but we have a consortium of, you know, 35 different partners, uh, private companies, universities around the country that all have some kind of weather sensor network. And we uh, collect all that data into one location and provide it to the National Weather Service. And it's a mission critical thing for the National Weather Service today. So they get more data, they get better data, and they get it for less cost because as a, you know, we actually monetize our 
network many different ways. So the federal government only has to pay a small fraction of what it would cost them to do it on their own. For a while you had, what, the Weatherbug app or something that I think I used it for many years. And yeah. Many of our listeners did. That was you. Yeah, that was. Yeah. So we created a, a digital media business back, you know, when the Internet and apps really started going crazy. In 2000, we launched the Weatherbug app on your desktop and then, then it morphed really into all on the mobile phone. And that was the, the idea that individuals could get better neighborhood-level weather information from our weather sensors and forecasts. And, you know, that grew very substantially. We had, you know, 25 million people a month use the Weatherbug app. And, uh, but that was a digital media business. And, and you know, uh, a few months ago, we decided that uh, we wanted to sell the Weatherbug consumer business. And we did that back in uh, November. And the idea was that uh, we wanted to take the proceeds from that and really focus back on what is our most core competency. And our most core competency is sensors, collecting data from sensors, turning it into intelligence. And we have great data scientists and engineers in the company. And the digital media piece was a very different kind of thing and, and felt like we couldn't do both of those things well. And we wanted to really focus on the data. I always find it really interesting to talk with entrepreneurs at the moment where they've made that decision. So I hope you don't mind. You had a, you had a, an, an outlet that had a traction. I mean, 25 right. million subscribers is no mean feat in this right. world. And you've made a strategic decision to go in a different market direction. Right. So what is it about sensors and the Internet of Things and the connectivity that causes an experienced, proven business person like yourself to pivot? What, what Why are you doing it? You know, it's a lot about focus because, you know, there's only so many things you can do. I mean, we're a medium-sized company. We're 150 people or so. And, and you know, you can only do so many things well. And uh, we had done the digital media thing very well for a long time. But media, that, that business is really all about scale. And 25 million is fantastic, right? You know, but Facebook has a billion people, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're selling advertising to marketers and things like that, you know, you're comp we were competing against Facebook and Google and Twitter, right? And that's a... You know, that's a challenging environment, even though we had 25 million people, which is great. Uh, so uh, so I think you look at it strategically and you say, you know, how can we focus better and focus on areas where we know we have very unique capability and differentiated uh, technology and skills? And, and that's all around sensors and data and the Internet of Things. So your last business, or not your current business, but the last manifestation, clearly touched consumers' lives in a very tangible yeah. way. How are some of the ways that, how is what you're going to do now going to make my life as a as a homeowner or consumer different? Yeah, I think we're still, at the end of the day, the, the end user of most of our data uh, is consumers. Uh, and many times you get that information through some other outlet, a media outlet, or it could be a business-to-business -business, uh, application. But, you know, you take a look at the tornadoes over the last couple of weeks, and, you know, our network has the capability to double the warning time on tornadoes. I mean, so the, the, the normal now for the National Weather Service is 15, 16, 17 minutes of warning for a tornado. And we've deployed technology in our lightning detection network that it automates the process of generating warnings and incredibly nearly doubles that warning time. So we are working very closely with the National Weather Service to integrate our data and that capability into their day-to-day -day operations. So it's our latest innovation kind of on the weather side. And, you know, the fact is that if we can double the tornado warning times in partnership with the National Weather Service, that has a very direct impact on consumers. I mean, we're not doing it directly. We're doing it through our partnership with the National Weather Service. 
Um, but, you know, we're thrilled to work on something that's really important like that and, and can really save lives. How about connectivity in the home, you know, making uh, appliances smarter or work together better? Yeah, so it's it's interesting. We we definitely have evolved quite a bit in that way, uh, and the, and the connection is really a. It started as a weather connection because uh, weather uh, drives half of the energy that is used in your home today. So that's half of the energy is used by your heating and cooling system, and obviously your heating and cooling system is completely dependent and working to keep you comfortable in the weather. So, you know, we had the most, we have the most local neighborhood level weather data. And uh, our data scientists said, hey, we think we can turn in this into intelligence around the home. We can take the weather data when we collect data from a connected thermostat, a Nest or a Honeywell or, you know, those kind of things. Then we can actually build a model of every home. So we can tell how your home, your home specifically, how efficient it is. We can tell whether uh, it's got leaky windows and doors, how good the insulation is, and then take that and build a model of the home and send instructions to the thermostat every day. Your individual thermostat will get a different set of instructions than your neighbors. And when we do that, we can actually save 16% uh, additional energy, uh, and which is meaningful money, hundreds of dollars a year for the average homeowner. Uh, and obviously, it's it's fewer carbon emissions and everything else. So, but it was the weather connection originally. But as connected devices in the home materialize, like thermostats, that's just more data. If we can get our hands on that data and mash it up with the weather data and turn it into intelligence, that's how we got started uh, in that business. Well, it was great having you in the studio, Bob Marshall, CEO of Earth Networks. Congratulations on your progress so far. Thank you, sir. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Tracy Madigan, our producer, and I really enjoyed putting it together. And it's just another great example of where we're finding more and more people coming our way to share their great stories. So don't forget to reach out to us directly on Twitter at, at What's Working DC or find us through LinkedIn. But most importantly, spread the word about this show. It's having an effect. People are excited. And more importantly, we're pushing back on the notion that the only thing that happens in Washington is politics. And a special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. Flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. So we'll see you next time on What's Working in Washington. Goodbye. The It's All Journalism podcast with your host, Michael O'Connell. Good journalism still matters, especially in these times of fake news and digital disruption. It's All Journalism talks to working journalists and media thought leaders about how they do their jobs. We learn about the latest techniques and technologies they use to tell their stories. Get a behind-the-scenes look at what goes into reporting the news in the 21st century. The It's All Journalism podcast. Find it on iTunes, the Podcast One app, podcast1.com, or at WTOP.com. Search Podcast DC.